Yes. Welcome to episode 14 of Stakes is High, the Black Nerd Podcast. I am Troy Hunter, a.k.a. at Tall Black Guy on the Twitters, the Tumblers, and all that ill gates in your areas. I am your boy, Doc Midnight, a.k.a. Dread October. I had other things, but I'm trying to figure out what those other things are going to be. I'm trying to figure out ways that I can make things out of, like, you know, Tesla and Pharaoh and... It just wasn't coming together, so I'm not that dope yet. We'll, we'll pause for that. Pause on that. Seriously, because I had a man, I had a whole list of shit. It was like fair row, row, row your boat. And nope, nah, see that don't no, work. No. Right? You know what I mean? No, I mean right, you can right. feel my disapproval right now. Hey, they can feel it. That's the point. We started this project a long time ago, Legion of Fan, <laughs> with only one edict in mind for this podcast. There was only one rule. Only one rule. No, no whack, whack shit. shit. <laughs> that was the rule. No it, whack shit. And it, we and didn't it, discuss it, whack shit. We just can't. And it maintained. And, I, and I'm, I'm loving the fact that we've maintained that scope. <coughs> we have kept true to our principles. When right. so many other people are selling out, right. so many other people are, are losing their way, right. we remain true to the core mission. Because apparently in this world, someone can give a pack of Starbucks a goddamn microphone and let them go and make a rap record. Right, in which they complain that the hip hop of old people just ain't some shit they want to hear no more. What if I just want to say, yo, 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 over a turn beat? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> ah! To which I say the difference right. is, okay, there are motherfuckers who can say, yo, 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 over a turn beat and make motherfuckers give a fuck. True. But are those people under the age of 30? No. No. Well, maybe they are. Maybe I'm I'm saying no, (laughs) because it's entirely possible it could be some 22-year-old fucking genius out there. I bet if my man Afro, A.F.R.O, if that big head motherfucker decided to get up there and just be like, yo, 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 yo. There's a thin line between Knights of Ebb and that cat. But, like, that can happen. And I'd be like, oh shit, press play again. Because that was awesome. Press play again. <laughs> just, selector. Just, rewind, rewind that back. Rewind it back, selector. You know, you can do that shit, right? So okay. some I'm sure someone can. The the little wax skittle motherfuckers, their argument is if you're over 30, you know, we can't trust you. But there is entirely possible that there are cats in their teens and twenties who aren't getting the shine of Right. Motherfuckers who come down on an award show singing their song, running down the aisle, can't remember the fucking lyrics. Right. Well, I mean, there's also, I mean, the, the one person I can think of who I actually give a shit a shit about under the age of 30 is Kendrick, and he's 29. Sure. So he's old-ish. Logan's run, baby. Hey, Kendrick, when they call you to the mall, don't go. Don't When they, when they ask you to step into the, the, the blue light and shit by the, the little rotary thing with the, the, the quadcopters and shit by the escalator, don't go. Troy has not seen Logan's Run. No, sorry. <laughs> damn it, Troy. Sorry, I was trying to go, like. You've never watched Logan's I, I thought Run. you were doing like some LA shit. I'm like, there's no malls in LA that have. No, Logan's Run was oh. actually decidedly East Coast. Decidedly. <laughs> probably why I didn't see the shit. You need to watch Logan's Run. I would probably watch Logan's Run. It was a thing in which like you, there was a every every citizen had a this is real black nerds right here. Every citizen had an implant in their hands or something like that. Okay. So you lived and you lived and you lived whatever. But then at a certain point, this implant would start beeping or blinking or whatever. And then you knew, oh, shit, it's time to go to the party at the mall. I'm calling it the mall, but it was kind of like the mall, but it wasn't really the mall. 
because when you went to the mall, you died. They basically killed you. It was a way to like eliminate there being sick old people in a society. Huh. They killed everybody past 30 or some shit like that. Damn. But people didn't know they were going to die. They thought they were going to some other place. Like, oh, you get to leave this area that we live in, and you get to, you know, you get out of what's the what's the bunker in uh, Fallout? You get out of that the you know bunker one, number 12, twelve or whatever the hell, the, yeah. and get to go to wherever you're supposed to go next. You know what I mean? But they were actually just euthanizing you. <laughs> so some people figured out, oh shit, what if we just not let ourselves get killed? So they hit one of the exit doors and they bumped out and they found it in New York City and it was all overgrown by plants and shit. Huh. It's a dope 70s sci-fi thing. Okay. Check it out. Right. So should you, America, if you missed the whole Logan's okay. Run because they're going to remake that shit. Soon, okay. I bet. Probably. Eh, whatever. So, all right. So, um, let's start off. Let's start off. You know, let's go on smooth. Let's right. transition right. into into this thing because you all started right. this thing about, the, this, about whack hats. I've never seen anything more non-fucking-sensical than whatever the hell it is that I'm supposed to be understanding about what I think is the BET freshman class double XL cipher. Double XL, yeah. Double XL, yeah. BET does the cipher. Double XL does the freshman issue. Um, I'm sure the source does some, but the source hasn't been relevant since the 90s. Um, That might also be a hip-hop problem. No, because that's a Benzino problem. That's That's a... we have credibility, and then we don't. And in hip hop, if you have credibility, if you lose credibility, you're done. Right. Well, it used to be, and I think that is leading to your point right. of cats with no credibility are now right. in the game Suddenly. and yeah. running around right. and being unchecked and being like little tribbles and shit. Yes, tribbles is a fine example <laughs> because I tribbles with tattoos. I'm going to tell you guys. All right, so so I, I, this thing came across Facebook about this cipher with this freshman class of dudes from Double XL and whatever the hell, right? And I thought it was a joke the first time I saw it. I thought that someone got DJ Drama to stand in with a bunch of comedians, like like a bunch of young up-and-coming Kevin Hart type motherfuckers, <laughs> to, to, to wear like barrettes in their hair and, 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 and little bees that my sister would have worn back in the day when she was a kid. Right? You shake your head, just wrinkle, wrinkle, right, right. wrinkle, 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 wrinkle. Right, like I thought, when I saw, when the one dude came on and he had like a, he had a purse, and a, a long, he had a bandana, the length of like a fucking tiger's tail coming out of his pocket. I thought, no, 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 I get it. This is a parody <laughs> of like Lil Wayne. Remember how I used to think that the worst thing in hip hop was like Southern rappers rapping? Yeah, I remember that. And I was wrong about that. You were wrong about because, that. Because there's some great rappers from the South, right? And I thought my whole issue was Southern rappers. But that, I was, main, yeah, but that was mainstream thing. Right, you didn't right. understand, but the Southern rappers hadn't made the mainstream. Right, right. The yes. good ones hadn't made the mainstream. Yes. Or the good ones tried to make the mainstream, and then the mainstream fucked them. Mm-hmm. And then Fonte had to go do a different thing. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. that's one of the best dudes from the South I've ever heard, right? Fonte is dope as fuck. Has been for a long time, right? But when I heard these dudes, I thought it was a joke. So I just stopped watching the video because I don't really want to, yeah, fuck whimsy, right? Right. I, I don't like whimsy. I don't so, like whimsy. So I dissed that. I didn't I want don't like that. whimsy in my comics. I don't like whimsy in my hip hop. I don't whimsy in my hip hop. But wait, but Digital Underground? That was kind of whimsy. I didn't like Digital Underground. God Real damn talk. it, man. I wasn't there. Uh-uh. Oh. I understand sex packets. I Jeez. get the Humpty Dance. I saw Tupac's gangsta ass, like, back there in the video. <clears throat> I get around. Or whatever the fuck. Like, whatever the hell. I don't care. Like, that was okay. No, I clown around I, with the underground when I they come around. I liked that my friends liked it. Okay. But at the time that that was happening, I was on some other different hip-hop show. Bismarcky? No. I like singing the hook, but I didn't want to hear Biz rap. 
I mean, not more than like anybody. Like, like I got it. Biz was funny. Right. Right. But I could have. Could I put a whole tape on a Biz being funny? No. You were really expecting to do that though. I, back then, there were other hip hop I would have listened to. Right. And I, and I, and who was not whimsy? Who was not whimsy? Right. That just the French shit is still a fucking classic. Still and that, classic. that's fine. You play still that classic. for me. Because people have and, lived the Just a Friend joint. And Vapors. Yes, and Vapors. People have lived that. So I feel like, okay, I'm, I'm there with that. Okay. Like, if I if I hear, if, I, if I'd if heard the biz, if the biz today mm-hmm. could be, like, you know, on some shit with, like, somebody else that I love, like, let's say Ice-T or something, you know, like some old school shit, right? Right. If they were to do something together, I'd be like, oh, shit, hell yeah, I'm fine with that. Because okay. now I respect what biz meant. Okay. Right? But back, back then, then I wasn't. That. Okay. All right. You know. Maturity, though. I, I'm well, because I'm for me in hip hop, it is all about like eventually. Sometimes I get there, right? But I'm not. I'm not gonna say I was always there, yeah, right? Because I didn't come to hip hop originally, right? So you, yeah, when you, the shit was blowing up. Right, I was so so you, you, you're not playing that like I was into your. I went into that cat before y'all even knew that cat before he got popular. Uh, there was know. like, I mean, I'll say that about it, like Hammer. I bought Hammer's first album. <laughs> Man, she could tell 18 year old me shit. That first album was hard as but, fuck. But as long as you real, as long as you weren't playing like the, the hipster game, or like I was. Oh no, I knew that cat before no. that cat was spitting bars no. on like no. MTV. No. no, no, okay, no, because I as, knew as long as you weren't. Right. No, if we were talking about Bay Area thrash metal, I could say that shit all day, right? But if we're talking about like hip hop, now it, it, it had to be roundabout for me in some ways because the only hip hop I ever really I grew up liking, if I was gonna like, had to be rebel ass hip hop, right? Right. Like, it had to be, audio too, yeah, I was there, right? You know what I'm saying? Milk is chilling, Gizmo's mm-hmm. chilling, what more can I say? You know, Top like, I, I was there with that. Right, right, right. Right? I was cool there, mm-hmm. right? But some other shit just took, EPMD couldn't do it. Never could do EPMD. Damn. PD had classics, though. DOS Effects was worse. <laughs> I, man, it was like, it was worse for me in DOS Effects. <laughs> it was hard. That was kind of whimsy, though. Yes. Their, their rhyme style was kind of whimsy. You understand. It was but, whimsical and nonsensical and funny. It was like they were like a Saturday morning cartoon with dreadlocks But they the were sewer. serious-ish. Uh-huh. <laughs> but EPMD? Couldn't do it. Damn. One of them mumbled too much. They both, well. One mumbled more than the other. Okay. <laughs> if you can believe it. Yes. Right. You know? Eric and Parrish, Millennium Duckets. Right. So, like, I, I man, I got it. Okay. Right? All right. As I was getting to Eric B and Rakim, my buddies would be like, oh shit, check out EPMD, right? I put EPMD on and be like, you know, like just, there was just something about the delivery that just didn't work. Yeah. For okay. Me. All right. You know? All right. So getting back to, to now. To now. This is actually a fine segue to now because the shit that I heard was a whole lot of like, man, I don't listen to a fuck ton of ciphers and like battles, but every so often I catch them and I'm listening to some really, I'm, I'm waiting for something really fantastic and great. It happens, right? Damn it! If these cats didn't say a single fucking thing, they said nothing. <laughs> nothing was said. Nothing. Did they ever look over at the DJ? You can't look at the DJ and see that dude spinning, uh, spinning a record and a beat playing, and not know what to do. <laughs> I could swear the one dude kept saying, "Tell that bitch I got Wheaties," and I was like, "Does she give a fuck about his breakfast cereal?" It was, tell that bitch I got Wheaties. 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 I was, whoa, 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 whoa. It's the producer's job to make some shit repetitive. Why are you doing it for him? The only thing I heard about this cipher was the fact, was actually another thing about freestyling, how A, freestyling is a lost art. Sure. 
freestyling is something you only can really do if you're good at it. And if you're not good at it, it becomes very apparent yeah. about Instantly. five, ten seconds in. Right. And the fact that none of these people who are of the culture or whatever do any of the stuff that the culture really would reward, th- normally would reward them for doing. Like having lyrical skills. Like having lyrical skills. The ability to read. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know about well, I, well, I don't know about reading being. I wouldn't trust right. them motherfuckers to point me in the di- direction of West. I, I just don't see. Okay. So my question then okay. is now, so now here's my my right. actual question in all this shit. Okay. Is, Dear hip hop, <laughs> I need you to do some soul searching so that you can figure out where this went wrong for you. You know. Okay. Because any other industry would be able to at least say, "Oh <clears throat> shit, we let some whack ass doctors in." People keep dying on the table. What was the point at which we hired someone to perform open heart surgery and they kept doing knee replacements? Where where did that go wrong? Okay. Every other industry can figure out how to stem the fucking bleeding. Okay. I think you got so you mentioned a, a, a patient zero situation. There yes. was no patient, was no zero. patient zero. In hip hop, there was no patient zero. Like I said, within the source. And when when the source got overtaken by Double XL, Double XL had credibility. They had writers. They had source was basically embroiled in this big payola scandal, okay. where basically people were paying for for good reviews. Well, one particular person was paying for a good review. Is that how like Bad Boy and all these cats suddenly became like like a bunch of shiny suit motherfuckers became like really big? No. Or popular? No. No. Was it like Irv Gotti shit? Everybody it was suddenly was like a Benzino, young It was a Boston thing. Uh, old Boston, okay. It was a Boston thing because the source... Like, when I, when I think Boston, I don't think hip-hop. No, not really. I don't. Uh, shout out to Ed OG. Ed OG is, Ed OG is good. Um, the... I think Everlast is from Boston. I mean, House of Pain in general? Yes. It makes it hard to go to baseball games. Very much. Or football games. Or basketball football games. games. <laughs> because at some point, motherfuckers are jumping around. Like they Incessantly. Hard. Like they hard. Hard. Like they are hard. So I don't think that there's no patient zero. There's credibility. Okay. Um, there's credibility in the game. And you have to talk. You have to look <coughs> at gatekeepers. Like it used to be somebody big or important or whatever go, that cat is whack. Everybody go, ooh. Okay. And basically it was over for that cat. It was done. The last person to, be get, to basically get booed off. Hip hop in general was Ja Rule. Oh, Ja Rule was the last person you can really point to, where he started talking a little shit, whatever, whatever. They were calling him like Baby Tupac and like all this other kind of stuff, and basically he got ended. DMX ended Ja Rule. Okay. And Ja Rule never touched the microphone. That, that also happens in hip hop too, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it happens where. But that was the last. That was like you, you, you get into a battle with the wrong cat and you get in there. Yeah. And that was what that was like late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Like that was right. the last time. In the interim, in the in the time between then and now, yeah, we don't have that. Nobody's ending anybody's career because there are now market forces that there have always been market forces outside of the main the core. Yeah. There's always been like say there's always gonna be some white kids in suburbia. Who wants to know like who's killing who, you know who's dealing the drugs, da da da, whatever, whatever. There's always gonna be that on some kind of voyeuristic shit. That's whatever. But at some point, making an album for that voyeuristic kind of thing became the thing to do. 
hating, and I think hating as a as an accusation mm-hmm. stopped a lot of this. Stopped a lot of the, the gatekeeping that would normally have cut these people out. Because I was gonna probably say like cash money when the southern rappers came up that sure. we were like, Oh, this is bullshit. Y'all mumbling, okay, y'all hot for the nine nine two thousand, okay, whatever, you juvenile, cash money, master P, all those guys. And suddenly people were like, You guys are whack. And they responded, Stop hating. And then it was kind of a Jedi mind trick. It was maybe I am hating. Maybe I am disliking or, or them perhaps, for... Or perhaps nobody wants to be accused of just hating on something perhaps new. Right. So therefore, now whack shit's getting through the gate. Because the all gate. you have to do is say, I'm being hated. I'm being discriminated I'm against. I'm hated. I'm hated. Stop hating. Right. I, you know, peace to my hater. Where was the, Somebody Somebody said... I don't know who the fuck we were talking about. I, I wasn't like, it was a conversation I was overhearing. I was overhearing a conversation about, <laughs> with a bunch of young cats. Right, and they were talking about some rapper who uh, uh, just basically he talked about the same four fucking things everybody talks about. Right, right. he was talking about his bitches, he was talking about his bling, he was talking about his, his fucking money, etc. But you know what I mean? And but he, he was completely on some bullshit. And and some chick spoke up and said, "Y'all just hating on him because he's getting money." Yeah, that was me. But the 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 yes, you were telling yeah, the story because I was in the barbershop. And, it, and were we talking about Lil Wayne? Yes. It was Lil Wayne we were talking about. And it was the idea that if you see money in a video, the shit therefore means money's being made. <laughs> not, right? that, not with that we rented this. But. Right, right. So so <laughs> my, my, my issue is there was a point in which the Roots could do a video like never do. Right. Right. What they do. Right. In which they, they pretty much... Parodied everything. Outlined how <laughs> hip-hop is full of shit, yeah. right? And showed you, right? Right. And it was a point in which those dudes weren't 30 years old when they did that shit. No. Right? They I mean, Questlove might have <laughs> No, I think, no, I think Tariq was, was, Black Thought was early 30s. Okay, so, so how do we get from a point where I'm not saying that, like, like when I hear these young dudes criticize Cats like you know, Rakim or or you know Ice T or the Game, right? And declare that nobody fucking wants to like listen to shit done by some thirty-year-old motherfuckers, right? When I hear the lyrical content of people who came before these dudes, say from like you know two thousand eight and back, mm-hmm. right? Compared to what I'm hearing now from two thousand twelve forward, when I hear that, what I wonder is, uh, what happened where the hip hop culture just, I mean, I get that all you hear is something that sounds like Chief Keith run through a blender, right? But there's a point at which you have to turn that shit off and just go back and listen to some old shit. There's some old shit, right. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Or why find someone say, who's still lyrical or whatever. I mean, why? there's still cats who are lyrical. There's still cats who are doing the right, thing. Right, because there's always going to be new dudes coming up. But your thing is mainstream. Yes. I don't think you're going to get that mainstream. We didn't, I mean, Ice-T, Cube, those cats weren't mainstream when they started. Right. Mainstream didn't like mainstream wasn't trying to do that. Then they were like, "Oh, there's money in this," and then we got, like I said, the four, you know, the four subjects, you know, money, clothes, bitches, and weed. Yeah. And bad boy, you know, then bad boy and them guys, they start. They, I would probably blame them for a lot of it, for flossing, for just like this is the stuff we got. You don't have it. Right. 
we got money. Or this what some old playgrounds does and shit? Which is playground dozens. Like, everyone should be able to see it coming from a mile away. But we playground dozens about, you know, you got them, you know, penny shoes. You yeah. know, you got them want to be kids and whatnot. It was more of a, it wasn't, this is what I got that's so much better. It was just, you got bummy shit. Yeah. So you may got like, like, look, you know, my kids are at least like brand. Right. I don't know what that is. What kind of, why is that a backwards Puma? Like. That's why the kind of shit Adidas we did. Have one extra you know, <laughs> why you get four? <laughs> it's not Adidas. It's special Adidas. Why is your special Adidas? Special. <laughs> they give out medals in the special Adidas. You know I me. Mean? Why? You know why is your <laughs> Nike swoosh backwards? The backwards swoosh. You know, up. shit like yeah. that. So like the commercial. <laughs> come get your extra Adidas stripe. Come get it. Come get it. And don't try to play off with fat laces either. All right. I feel like <clears throat> I feel like it's worthy. Of straight up fucking criminal mind style investigating. I, th- I think I think because we got I ideas. Used to think, I used to think it, it laid at the feet of like one dude, right? And <laughs> yeah. then then I kind of shifted that forward a little bit to some other dude. And I remember all the like you, could you think about it sometimes like all that complaining we did about cats like Chief Keep. Yeah. All <laughs> that bitching. Now I don't care about that, given what I just heard in that cipher, as that being the freshman class, like. Yes, Chief Keep is still whack. Still whack. Right? Still whack. Will remain whack. But these dudes listened to him and thought, I can do that. And I think that's where my concern is. Thing is, is that you know, like when they go over like the like NFL, NBA, like draft classes, yeah. and they like, what would happen if they redrafted? Yeah. Like, oh, we wouldn't draft it. Greg Oden, like, you know, yeah. shit like that. I looked after this freshman class thing. We looked. They they took a somebody took a look back at every freshman freshman class. Okay. Of double XL and out of they, they picked maybe between five and eight people yeah, yeah. a year. From last year, from 2014, 2013, and 2012, there are two artists still going okay. who've gotten any sort of shine at all, who actually have proven like I'm actually okay. Out of two out of like two out of at that point what, thirty? Yeah, that's not getting you into Cooperstown. Right, you're done. Right. So either a you're really bad at picking the next the good the next good ones, or base b you don't give a shit. Which could then mean the other side of it is there's a, there's an, an organization out there or a publication dedicated to telling you what's hot and what's next, and hand picking some cats who won't have any longevity whatsoever at all. But I think my issue then becomes, why do I have to see them at all? <laughs> right? Because it is true. Like, if one of them if right. one of them had actually just said the words, one day Ice-T will be dead, he'd be right. Right? You know what I mean? One day Black Thought will be dead. Right? One day, like, you know, Chuck D will be dead. Like, someday, Eric B and, like, Rakim, both of them, they won't be around. I ain't heard much from Eric B, but, like, Rakim will be dead. Right? right? One day, like, you know, DMC, he won't be around. So there's a point with hip-hop where I, I don't think hip-hop, the, the, the media that promotes hip-hop, is interested in finding the next black thought. I don't think that's a thing, right? No, no, it's not. I don't think that's a thing. But I do think that because of the way shit gets promoted now with actual whackness, this is the shit you hear bumping in people's cars when you're just trying to go to the grocery store or going to pick up, going to the laundromat or whatever the fuck. You hear bullshit coming out of people's you cars. You hear nothing but bullshit and you hate it. And you hate every damn thing you hear because there's no one, no one's cruising. Like, okay, up here, I would fucking 
I mean, I might check a dollar into your car if I heard somebody playing dilated peoples. Right? If you if you have a plan dilated peoples or the people under the stairs or some shit like that, you cranking it, I might throw five bucks in your car window. Right? Because I would you. be so fucking proud <laughs> that somebody was disturbing the peace with some awesome underground hip hop from so long as seven years ago. Right? That's how I feel. Like at this point, the shit that you hear that's so annoying to you is hot garbage, but it's hot garbage because hot garbage is now the mainstream. Hot garbage mainstream. Like and that's, th- and that's the essential truth of this whole shit. But the thing is that hot garbage is always—it's hot garbage was always going to make is always going to make mainstream. Sure, it's always no gonna matter make, what your form of music, no matter is. what you're going to do. Like right. all of us who like who love music, we love country, some form of R&B, music where like, there's some mainstream artists. Yeah, yes, that's hot garbage. This yeah. is going to be hot garbage, and you're going to like, why is this radio station playing this song again? It sucks. I'm going to give person. country a pass because I don't think country knows how to find the new artist that isn't hot garbage. You know, Ooh. it doesn't know how. I mean, it, it, they can't tell. I mean, maybe maybe it's composting to country fans, right? <laughs> it's it's all it's hot garbage, and perhaps they'll grow a hedge, right? But it's still garbage. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. It just is. Okay. It ain't the blues. It ain't the blues. It, it, look, it if wants you find me blues. some cowboy hat motherfucker that wants to just straight up play the blues and be angry and like drink himself off stage, but it's gonna let me fuck make me feel it. I'm there, but I mean. I don't know how many Hank Williams is out. There's only one. There's a whole lot of like Blake Shelton's and 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 you know them cats. I have no idea who that is. It, he's a country guy. He's probably whack. Is he whack? I mean, not the country fans. Okay. Well, because when he's cute or attractive or he dresses nicely and he has a shiny guitar. Does he have a hat? You gotta have a hat though. He's gotta have a hat. They all okay. have a hat. They all have hats. They all have hats. Okay. All, have hats. Okay. all right. So yeah. I think we can. I think we can. Country is hot garbage. <laughs> Except the old shit. The old shit is hot. I like the old shit. But well, we're talking about the new shit. Okay, yeah. But the new shit. What new shit and what what new shit in any genre is actually good? That was my point. Like that's there, the there's point, something yeah. in the mainstream. We talked about mainstream is going to be bullshit. the mainstream will always have some hot garbage in it. I just stated unequivocally that if it's new country, it's hot garbage. Garbage. Yes. Garbage. Garbage. I'm with it. It's also not for me, so I am judging it while not really trying to participate. But, you, but, but I gotta to, watch y'all commercials. But you're trying, but you're trying to get on, like, trying to get like the music. Brad Paisley can play the fuck out of a guitar. Though. He can play. I'm giving Brad Paisley some credit yeah. on the Black Nerd Podcast because I, I appreciate musicality. The man can play. Yeah, musicality. That's what, I mean, at the very least, let's see. Are you bringing anything musically? No. Are you telling me something? No. Why are you here? Right. Are you telling me something I haven't heard before, country? I don't music? think you. Okay, I mean, I don't think any genre is going to tell you something you didn't know. They love their trucks. They love America. Moving on. What's next? Right. So no, I'm going to figure out this for the next podcast. I will declare patient zero for whackness in hip hop. I'm saying it's Hayden. I'm gonna find it. All right. You All right. Well, well, no, Hayden's on the board. I think Hayden's on. I think Hayden's on the board. Hayden created a, a, a monster. Right. Stop hating. Stop hating on me. No. Stop hating get money. Hip-hop fans, double down on your fucking hating. Hate harder. You're not hating hard enough. Like, like it's Christmas. Like, you get a fucking gift under the tree that's gift-wrapped, right, with a bow and a letter from Santa. If you hate hard enough, if you hate hard enough, Black Star will make another album. No. You, you really Black wouldn't? Star ain't coming back, though. 
I can't say never say never. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on to that. Damn it. All right. Next on. Next on it. Yeah, thing. Next on. Um. All right. Well, let's get to this. All right. Let me move. Let's move over to comics real quick. All right. Move over to comics. We, we did. There was a thing I had to explain in comics. Yes. Uh. So my man. Um. My man Jay says, uh, why are comics always blowing deadlines? I get that art might slip, but who the hell is setting these deadlines? Is it distributor? Is it is it a distributor thing? Is planning that poor in comics? Is what? Planning, planning that, that poor. poor, yes. Alright. No. So it's almost never the distributor. The distributor's gonna tell you uh, for deadline wise, the distributor's gonna basically use the deadline you gave them. You say, my book will be out. September, then the distributor is going to probably promote that shit come like July, right? You know what I mean? June, July. So okay. they're not trying to make you do shit any faster than you can already do it. You're setting that deadline largely yourself. Like if you're working for a major publisher and you're doing a book and you're blowing deadlines, well, the publisher would like you to get a thing done by a particular time. But what is for your book, Jay, here's the way it works, man. Um, generally, from the way I've always understood this to work for, from an artist's perspective is in order for you to work at a pro level, right? A pro level in comics, you need to be able to draw pencil, full finished pencils. Finished pencils means ready for ink, not sketched out, not loosely directed with some pencil lines, that arrows, telling people where shit's gonna go. You don't write the word spaceship so that your artist fucking draws a spaceship in there. No, no, none of that. Pencils. You got the script in your hand, and you start drawing based on the script, and you are gonna finish and ready for ink a page a day. And that's an eight-hour day, basically. So whatever a day happens to be for you, we're going to assume an eight-hour day. If it's got to be a 10-hour day, fine. But you're going to get a 23-page comic done in about a month. right? That's the idea. Now, that's the old-school, like, Silver Age way of doing this shit. And when I was growing up, kind of learned about how comics are done, that's what I was told the standard was. right? Now, that being said, that means that when your inker gets the page that, that, that's finished pencils, ready for him to go to work, he's going to spend eight hours inking your shit to make it look pro and tight and therefore ready for letters and or colors. But all of these things basically take a day to do, which is why you get about a month per issue. Now, we're going to say that that's the standard. Here's why your deadline slipped. Because back in the day, all one had to do was draw a fucking X-Men comic. You just drew the Avengers. You just drew Batman. You didn't have to tweet about it. You didn't have to Facebook about it. You didn't have to maintain a Tumblr fan base, right? No one got to go to a con based on the strength of a comic book that hadn't hit a shelf yet back in the day, right? Now you do a Kickstarter and you raise $20,000 damn dollars on a $4,000 ask, right? Now you got to fucking tour the country for a damn year. Well, you certainly ain't really, I mean, shout out to Ben Templesmith. For, I've seen a dude doing actual pages in his hotel room in between being half drunk. Yeah, sure. Like, everybody can't do that though, right? A lot of cats need a certain kind of a vibe and a, a setting in order for them to be able to pull off actual pro work. Christian Alamy, dude that I know lives not far from my shop here at Third Coast Comics, 6443 North Sheridan Road, right here in the Chicago, Illinois, and Loyola's campus. My man lives about four blocks away, and that dude doesn't talk to people when he's working, right? Because that's how pros are. They need time and space to work. So if you are also your own promoter, if you're also your own social media engineer, if, if you are maintaining your site and all this other kind of shit, that's a little bit extra work being asked of you that cats back in the day didn't have to do, right? And here's where your other thing comes in. 
a lot of guys came into comics lately, and it, this is sort of, it does slightly tie into the hip-hop conversation, and that the business has changed, right? There is a way that comics are done now, or the way that you build a fan base now, that you didn't really have as an outlet back in the day. If I, if, if somebody was going to turn me on to a comic in the mid-80s, it was probably through, like, you know, magazines, like, like comic scene and things like that, okay. right? Okay. With actual finished commission work and things like that for promo pieces and shit, right? Okay. Well, now, with Tumblr, a lot of cats are spending some time. You spend time effectively like doing commissions doing work and commissions and posting those things and getting feedback from those things right and and selling and selling those things right so in comics a lot of times the if 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 you've got it if you've made it you're getting paid a page rate to draw a page at work but on the other hand commissions are quicker money right it's not royalty money you're not really waiting for the cash so if you can work at a page a day and promote your own shit and still get your commissions done you know, and let me tell you, this is the thing. This is the, uh, an issue that I have with Kickstarter specifically is that cats will tell you, "Hey, man, yeah, if we hit this four grand, that's cool. But if we hit five grand, even better. Six grand, better. Ten grand. Here's what we're gonna do for you when we reach these stretch goals. Every time somebody tells you what the stretch goal is, you really need to start thinking to yourself about like, how long reasonably should it take me to get that shit? Right. Right. I know dudes who've got Kickstarters that have been funded and books that are out. And these dudes are still drawing the stretch goals. <laughs> you know? Like, Troy Hunter might know something about some of that. I know a little bit about that. Right? But like, I got my shit done. But you did. You got your shit done. Because, but I also had a reasonable thing of how long, you know, I yeah. got my 9 to 5. You know, I got some other stuff I want to do. I'm traveling. I'm doing all this other stuff. You know, if we get done in June, I'm not going to have somebody like, by July, you'll have your right. 8 and a half by 11. Right. No, you won't. Right. You won't. Of no, personal original artwork. Right. You know, and you also said the key word too. You said nine to five. Right. A lot of cats working in comics, this is not their first gig. Like right. this is not the primary gig. This is not you primary want gig. drawing a comic to be your primary gig. Yeah, that's that's, right? that's the whole that's the holy grail. You want that, but it might take a bit to get there. So if you're into some indie dude, right, whose shit ain't quite coming out on time, it could be enti- entirely because he's gotta go fucking, you know, work at the auto plant and then he's gotta do a rap battle at night. Like it, <laughs> it might be that B Rabbit just can't get you to shit. When you think he's gonna get it to you, because right. he's gotta like he's gotta go fight the dude he went to high school with who might be hitting his mama. Like you don't know. Like this shit happened in people's lives. Now, the other thing to consider about like deadlines and things, or, or, or at least in terms of like when shit arrives, if you are an indie artist trying to build an audience, right? A lot of things that I, a lot of times I like to tell people, you have to consider that everyone who's going to possibly be in the comic shop buying comics has a finite amount of dollars in their pocket, right? right? As an indie dude that no one's ever heard of, you might be tight as fuck. But if you are tight as fuck, you only remain tight as fuck by constantly doing work. You got to put a book out every two months at like like the maximum amount of time that can pass is two months, right? You need to put a book out every month, which means you got to do nothing but draw or write or letter or whatever you got to do. In your only spare time. Right. That's it. In every spare moment you have, <laughs> you got to be working on your shit, right? Because you got a job, you got kids, you got all these, whatever you got. You got things, right. you got a life, got, right. right? But you can't let three months go past in between your project hitting people's hands. Right. Because if that happens, at about week eight, guys are already looking at somebody else's shit on the shelf about to give your $4 to someone else. Because trust me, Jeff Darrow doesn't do a lot of work every year, but somebody's dying to give Jeff Darrow $4 of your money, right? 
They can't wait to do that shit. So if you're an indie dude and you can't keep the pace, you might want to figure something out. To which my advice, if you find yourself in that position, is stop trying to color your work. <laughs> keep it black Abandon. and white. Abandon. Coloring your work will take more fucking time. And money. And more than likely, and money, and more than likely you're not very good at it. <laughs> you know? So the first thing I think breaks deadlines is cats, cats not being able to, like, legit meet the industry standard of a page a day, right? Writers, right? Writers who have jobs and shit like that, hey, you also have to keep the same damn deadline, right? Consider how much shit you got to do. I know writers basically write more than one issue a month, right? Yeah. I don't know a lot of guys who draw five books a month, but I know guys who might write four, yeah. right? Those dudes in their spare time are busting their ass to get shit. They're not going to bed till one in the morning because they're busy writing their shit. So if you're going to be, if, like, if, if, you're, if your artist is waiting on pages, right. You gotta write that shit to give them pages. So they can start on their thing, so they can keep on down the line. And, and right. maybe figure out how scripts are actually done, like real professional scripts are done, so there's not a whole lot of back and forth, because that back and forth between you and that, that art team, that takes time, right? So if you're a book like, let's say, like Saga or Sex Criminals, you're not really late, you're on hiatus anyway. You're on hiatus so these guys can get ahead, right? Different issue altogether, right? That's what you're doing, you know? But that's really the way this works. Not me, right? You know. Hope that helps. Hope that helps. <laughs> Hope that helps. All right, what you got? Stranger Things. Uh, I have been asked. Are we doing the things we like now, or is it you just talk about Stranger Things in general? <laughs> Let's do things we like, I guess. All right, things we like. <laughs> I forgot about the headache. <laughs> things we like. All right, hit it. I have been watching Stranger Things because people keep asking me if I have watched Stranger Things, right? And I've started watching Stranger Things, you know? Because I have to, because people keep asking me about it. <laughs> and I am enjoying it. I'm not sure I'm enjoying it to the extent that other cats have been talking about the shit. Not sure I'm there, but I'm kind of like, I'm digging it. Okay. I, I, I am digging it. You said they played a brother to the left, so therefore you were kind of like, look, 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 with it. I don't need another show. I don't need a show. All right. I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the the hip hop joint. I'm gonna do that because I have a more I have a more I have a much greater connection with you know let's mythologize hip hop and let's make this kind of superhero-y and say I'm good with that. Yeah. And apparently they do like apparently there's some graffiti shit in there like some like awesome shit. For the get down. Yeah. Yeah. They said that's some hot shit. So. I'm more inclined to do that than watch like. There's the show. some mystical kind of coolie high shit like happening with the get down. So I'm kind of really curious as to where that's I'm going. I've heard that I've, I've heard so much mixed though. Like this is a mess. Like somebody like this is a mess, but I love it. Okay. Like, okay. You know I can you know I can do that and and still because but because the subject matter so close to my heart, like I would look at it like this is a mess. Yeah, but the fact that you got, you know, Africa Bambata and you got Grandmaster Flash yeah. and like the graffiti does shit like that would intrigue me enough to watch this shit. Yeah, so that's what I'm. That's what I'm probably going to get on. So I look at Stranger Things. I'm looking at people like, oh, this show is the shit. Like, look, the kids are okay. playing D and D, and then they do a Dungeons and Dragons metaphor for what's actually happening in the show, like. A tabletop D&D to actual show metaphor thing. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Okay. That part is cool. And it's dark. It, it, it looks like it's going to be some 80s Goonies type shit. 
but it's '80s Goonies and dark as fuck. So <laughs> dark yeah, as fuck. Yeah, I'm I'm digging that part. Okay, okay. So, but the point was is that people are telling you, people are loving it and coming at you like, oh, I'm loving this shit, and you're like, it's cool. Yes, yes. The last episode I watched, I might be five episodes in. Then I was like, oh, you might have, they may have upped the ante for me a little bit. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to definitely get on the, on the hip-hop shit. But I looked at this and like, I look, when people say, when people hit me up with like, I love this show. I'm like, okay, what do you like about it? Yeah. It just, it's just so awesome. Like, and then like, they keep, they're trying not to spoil it for right, me. Right, right, right. But they're they're clearly excited, but they can't tell me much because that might spoil something. And like uh, I don't I don't care anymore. Right. All right. Next. All right. There's a couple things in comics that I want to point out exist. Some cats that might not know. Right. Uh, the first thing is a new book by Jeff Lemire uh, called Black Hammer. Right. Um, it's by Dark Horse Comics. The first issue's out. Second should be coming out soon. Right. A lot of cats are up on Jeff Lemire already. He's written all kinds of things. He's written Essex County. He's written runs of some DC comics like Animal Man and things like this. Like he's been all over. Right? This dude, he's not like he's not really an up and comer. He's already there. Right? Okay. But Black Hammer is the story of like a group of superpower cats who apparently at some point or another have some mission where they go into another dimension, trying to resolve a situation, and they get stuck there. <laughs> and it's a dimension where they're effectively having to be normal people. Right? They okay. can't get home because the guy who brought them to this other dimension to deal with whatever kind of superpower menace they were dealing with, he died while they were there. Hmm. So they can't access his power to get back home. Damn. So they're having to kind of blend in with normal human life. They still okay. have the powers. Okay, they still have the powers. Okay. They have the powers, but they can't get back. So they're not trying to superhero it over in this other universe of normal people. Right. They're sort of trying to stay under the radar which is becoming increasingly difficult, right? Really okay. hard to do, apparently, okay. right? Because they know that they're greater than this. They just want to get back home and kind of can't, right? So check okay. that book out. Okay. It's really interesting. Sort of something that would have I could definitely see being a Vertigo book back in the day. Okay. And if somebody were to make a TV show about this shit, I'd definitely watch it. <laughs> the other book is apparently there's a book called Mycroft Holmes and the Apocalypse Handbook written by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Which I put this right in front of Troy, and Troy was I, not ready. I didn't. I, I didn't see that coming. I hadn't heard anything about it. It is the story of Sherlock Holmes's jackass of a brother, Mycroft, <laughs> and Mycroft having to be pressed into action and service to deal with some shit <laughs> in, a, in a way that basically his whole approach would be different than the way Sherlock. That's right, did. right, right. You know, because many shows and, and movies or whatever out there that deal with Mycroft. On some level or another. So there's a Mycroft Holmes comic out there. First yes. issue's been on shows a couple weeks. By Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Written by Kareem. And when you read it, it's like I keep having to tell myself it's written by Kareem. Because, damn it, that's cool. Like, there's just something cool about that. I don't know what it is, but that, there's something cool about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right. Writing the comic. Thing we've heard nothing about. I've heard nothing about it. I didn't realize what was happening. Somebody asked me if I was going to get it. A guy was like, hey, man, you got that new comic Kareem got coming out? I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. I'm just assuming some, he's super Harlem Globetrotter type shit that Kareem's going to write. <laughs> no, this dude wrote Mycroft Holmes. Like, wow. what? That's, that's your book, Kareem? Oh, okay. I guess. It contain uh, multitudes. Wow. Right? I was not prepared can myself. I know, can I know he's like, yeah, he's a, he's a heavily read cat, and, but 
the fact, I mean, how do you even a, a, approach that? Like, hey, I heard you like comic books. Would you like to write a comic book? Huh? I want to know who the dude is at the comic shop standing behind the counter when Kareem comes in to get his Grant Morrison on. You know, when Kareem walks in to get his Warren Ellis and his, his Tana Hesse Coast Black Panther, <laughs> who's the dude behind the counter looking straight up? Like straight up. Straight up in the air. Straight up. Like, oh shit, Kareem's coming to get his subscription. Like, that would be awesome. That would just be awesome. <laughs> so those things are out there. Wow. I would say, yeah, cop those. Um, I have them in my shop, you know what I mean? But, like, I don't know, other cats might have Black Hammer. A lot of cats might not have microphone. Okay. Because I don't know how many folks understand that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the greatest basketball player to ever lace them up all time. <laughs> you can say Jordan if you want to, and I mean, I'm from Chicago. So there are times in which I say Jordan, but then, times in which I also say, but there's Kareem. But there's Kareem. You know? But there's Kareem. Um, all right. On the comic strip, obviously reading that Black Panther shit. Um, Latest issue by Chris Bross. Le- yes. Um, the um, Now we're at issue five where, like, people's asses are getting kicked now. Um, Tadassi is doing a good job. And he doesn't, like, he doesn't tweet as much as he used to, um, but he's very candid about the process and the stuff he's doing to prepare. And you know, he did some sort of like kind of a Q and A kind of thing where people were hitting him with questions and he was hitting them back. It was like two or three hours of like 80, 90 tweets. So like, like people were like, what's the best issue of this whole joint? So number twelve, the last. Like I wrote, like every issue is better than the last one. Sure. Um, you know, people ask him about, you know, how are you outlining this? And, like, he's giving, like, I use this program and screenshots of how the program looks and shit. And, like, I remember this, like, it's Scrivener. It's an old school, like, movie script, TV script kind of, like, Hollywood standard. It's been around for years. And it has a little corkboard function where you can put, like, your characters or scenes or whatever. And it draws little yarn. Okay connectors to it so you like if you think of a something you draw like a little yarn from character to scene to conflict and then as you do it you can like basically tie knots in that yarn yeah and so you know you've done it like it's just it's a he he's been really open about what he's doing and how he's doing it um which i'm enjoying uh the luke cage and power man thing um david walker is doing a damn thing like I have not read um, the shit you suggested that make makes the racist mad. Um, <laughs> Nighthawk? Yeah. Nighthawk? Yeah. Um, I've not read that yet. I bought it. I have not read that yet. Um, but David Walker, is a, he's been a character for, for years. I actually bought my first introduction to David Walker in general was he did a magazine. It was like a kind of pulp-ass magazine back in like early 2000s called Badass Mofo. And it was all about basically black exploitation films. And he would watch these old, like I had, I thought maybe 30 or 40 black exploitation. He's going through like hundreds of these things. Not only like the real like ghetto bootleggy ones, but like the real popular ones and the real like your budget's $20 and that went to the caterer kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. And he invented a rating system, the Afros. Okay. And it's like up to four Afros. And if your stuff was completely wacky, it was the Jerry Curl. Oh. And that shit was awesome. And I bought every issue. I've forgotten 
I made it, was it, I don't know, uh, some Chicago comic book store, I bought every issue of Badass Mofo they had. And he's now saying, he's now, you know, now that he's kind of doing more of the comics thing, he says, I'm going to make all my Badass Mofo um, accessible. So he's collected them all in this big ass volume. So I bought that, it was like 20 bucks. Okay. So <laughs> that's in the mail, I'm waiting on that, that shit's gonna be great. Because I mean, his it's just very brusque and very like this is bullshit. Like, <laughs> you know, and anytime like yo, your movie isn't good enough to get one. It wasn't even like and the halves were were shaved, so it wasn't like it was afro and like bald. Okay. And I was like the bald was half. Okay. So it went from like full afro, which was you know whole numbers, the bald, which were halves, and like if you got. You, if you weren't even good, worth a ball, you were a jerry curl. Damn. And that shit made me laugh to no end. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, um, but yeah, definitely, Luke Cage, probably, there's definitely, like, the, the, the humor's there. I'm, I'm enjoying that. Um, the art style, I'm, the art style I'm, li- I'm, I'm really liking. Um, as far as, I mean, I got, yeah, I, as far as comics go, like, I'm beginning to transition now that comic style isn't being a yatch anymore, now I can actually get some digital comics and go through them. Like I got scalped, yep. um, going through that. So it's, it's a lot now I can actually deal with um, that I don't have to carry around with me. I can get the digital thing. And the, my whole thing is that if I like your di- if I like the stuff digitally, I'll get it in print. Sure. Um, because books, book, <laughs> bookshelf space is at a premium sure. at the moment. Um, so I'm not trying to buy, you know, I buy things, but it's just, I'm not going to get the, I'm not going to get the paper until I got the space to put the paper right. and whatever, whatever. So that's, the, those are two things, those are two joints, uh, Black Panther and this, um, um, Power Man and, and Iron Fist shit, uh, by David Walker. Really enjoying that shit. All right. That's what the comics did. Work. Now, I'm going to speak on, catch up on Hot Dog. Don't fucking do it. And <laughs> okay, that has been it. We we addressed that succinct. <laughs> Catch up on a hot dog. Don't do it. All right, moving on. Even if you live in the UK, Luke, don't let me catch you putting ketchup on a hot dog. <laughs> don't do it. He know. He should know. Mustard and grilled onions, son. He should know. Mustard and grilled onions. He should know. Let me talk about movies for a minute. Talk about movies, son. And, and why it is remakes get made? Because generationally. You have to understand that there's only so many fucking stories Hollywood really has to tell. There's only so many stories anybody has to tell. And sometimes we're going to repeat that story for another generation. And if an older generation saw the original story, well, that next movie maybe ain't for them. So sit on your hands and shut the fuck up. Let that next generation have a thing. Why not? You know? Let the next generation enjoy a thing that you might have enjoyed at some point or another. True. Because Hollywood cannot. Marketers cannot, Market writers cannot. cannot constantly write to your old ass. Because the older and crankier we get, we don't want to leave our fucking porches and we don't want nobody on our lawn and we just want to sit on our pickup trucks and drink our beer and do some dumb shit in our basements and just be left the fuck alone. Leaving people the fuck alone does not make a thing popular or make money, right? So when you just want to be left alone, when you just want to do your own thing, right? Well, that's not letting anybody else's creativity reach you. So it's not for you. Sometimes something isn't for me. Right. Right? You got to do it. I have to accept it. Not to accept it. 
Not when it comes to whack ass hip hop. I no. recognize that that is not for me, but I also think it's not for anybody else. It's not for anybody else. Right. And also, the thing about you're ruining my childhood. That is some bullshit. That is some bullshit. Keep your memories of your shit, the shit that you liked, that you enjoyed. But guess what? You're not a child anymore. Your I, shit's done. I still have. You're done. I'm still mad at John Byrne. What did John Byrne do to you? He got rid of Superman's Superboy career. Oh. Yeah. Thus ruining the Legion of Superheroes for the next 30 years. I'm still pissed off about that. But I do recognize John Byrne didn't crawl into my window and take my old comics away. No. Right? You can revisit your childhood at any I point. I can, in fact. Or my adulthood, in fact. Yeah. In your adulthood. Yeah. You can revisit your childhood in your adulthood. Yes. Yes. But now, I ain't, saying, I ain't saying let's have no opinions about the shit. Right. You can at some opinions. point, somebody does remake some whack-ass shit. Like, Flintstones never need to be remade. Ever. It didn't have to happen. Beverly Hills didn't have to happen. Especially live action. Live action. That was just some silly ass. It didn't need to go down, right? But I get why it happens. It happens because the bulk of the money being made is being made on younger dudes. You know, families and shit like that. Not yeah. us. Right. Right? Like, why are we having Rogue One as a Star Wars film? Not because there's all these untold Star Wars tales that we really need to hear, but because there's un- unmined Star Wars money that has to be drugged the hell up out of it, right? Man, we're gonna mine this fucking mine shaft until the damn thing collapses in on us. You yeah. got to, you can't leave the money on the table. No, P- folks feel that way. I've never asked myself. I wonder how they had got the plans of the Death Star. I've never cared. Never cared. Right. All that matters is people, Leia had them shits. Right, but the, but then there are people who do. Yes. Me. They, told but, me now right. that Rogue One is happening that they care. They never mentioned this to me before. They instantly cared the second that they saw a trailer or knew it was possible. Okay. But they had but Star Wars fans have feelings about all kinds of shit. Yeah. You know. Which is which is fine. Which is, I've learned which a is lot fandom. about the Ballad of Kip Durig. A lot more than I ever thought I was gonna know. Okay. 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 But yeah, if you if you keep on some bullshit like, you know, you're ruining my childhood you can go back to your child anytime you want. Yeah. But there are actual kids now right. who are having a childhood. Right. Let them have it. Who might deserve a Spider-Man movie. Who might, you know. If you're, if, you're, if you're 10 right now and you're getting to see your first damn Spider-Man movie, should it be entitled Spider-Man 15? It's not quite the same thing. It's just not. So I'm right with that. The thing is, they come out with every Spider-Man every couple years, though. I know. But they're relaunching Spider-Man. Like, rebooting it. I yeah. mean, that's why, like... You're rebooting because you know you're going to get diminished movies. Unless you're going to make the dopest Spider-Man movie this year, but two weeks from now make an even doper Spider-Man movie. You just kind of have to reboot it and start over again. And it's the spectacular Spider-Man, the tremendous Spider-Man, the web of Hollywood Spider-Man. But it can't be Spider-Man 9. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. I get that. Star get Trek that. fucked all that up. <laughs> Star Trek 12. There's a thing. You know, Chekhov's 401k. Like, you can't, you can't do that. You got to move away. You gotta know when to hold them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what you got? You got All right. Something? I got some more. Um, right now, the game that has not left, that's not leaving the, uh, not leaving Xbox is Overwatch. I, I really Overwatch. didn't think I'd like this game at all because I pretty much suck at first-person shooters. But um, the whole class, it's like Team Fortress 2, which I really, really enjoyed, which had the kind of cartoony style and everything that you really and class like classes where you had it was like rock paper this is rock paper scissors 
Okay. Like, this guy's good. This guy is awesome. He kills a lot of things or whatever, whatever. If you're this kind of class or you have these kind of skills, you can negate that. Yeah. So it becomes kind of a, and you can switch and it's a lot. It's, it's another Blizzard IP. So Blizzard's going to put some money in it. They're going to put some development in yeah. it. Um, another World Warcraft, another World Warcraft expansion pack coming out. We ain't talking about that. We ain't talking about that. Because we ain't trying to is spend that money. Is the World of Overwatch like as expansive as War, Warcraft was? No, no. It's basically you have what like at this point twenty, I believe, like around twenty heroes, okay. who basically, I mean, it's basic. I need an excuse to kill a lot of people. Like okay. it's you know. You know, capture this point, escort this thing. Like, there's there's a story to it, but not one that you really give a shit about once you get in the game. But when I played Warcraft, there's I wanted a story, to explore the world. Thing. I didn't even right. care about the story. Yeah. I really just wanted there's, there's world. There's no yeah. There's no world per se. You know, it's it's worldwide. Like stuff is okay. happening in all these places. Okay. Like there's a tower in Beijing, and there's like this Greek Isle, and there's like there's all these places. So it's set on the real world. It's set in the real world. Um, you have like, you know, there's a Hollywood stage where you're running around like a backstage of like a, a sound stage. Yep, yep. Um, there's a lot. It's a lot of fun things, but basically it, your game modes are like survival, capture points, stand by this one thing while it moves around. Like, but it's really damn fun. Like okay. you get really good. You know, there's some characters you get really good at, and you're like, oh, you know. I'm not really like, you know, not a Call of Duty kind of sniper kind of kind of cat. So I'm going to try something else. And like that something else is more rewarding. And, you know, there's one you can use jets and like fire rockets and like, oh, okay, I can do that shit. I can do that shit all day. Um, and it's not very toxic right now. Okay. Like there's not like bras aren't in it. Right, right, right. And like, you know, I'm not having been called in. You know, consistently, sure. so that's that's good. <laughs> so you're in the chat of the game, right? I mean, and no one has chat, made this shit racist. No one has made this shit racist yet. Okay, I'm mad surprised. Okay, mad surprised. Um, it's really fun, and so playing that, um, we're gonna get up a game um, with some people I, I've played with some people I know. Um, that obviously makes tons of games better sure. when you can play with people you know who aren't gonna drop in bombs on you. Um. And it's just really fun. So I've been playing that for like a week or so, and they, and pretty much like, you know, four or five, and the games are quick, like maybe 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So you're in and out real quick. You're doing your thing. Um, it's just really fun. It's, the art style is great. Every character is essentially, is essentially different. Like there's a sniper, and there's another kind of thing, and like there's a thing that builds turrets, and there's a dude that becomes a tank. Like. And you're just working and working, working. You're supposed to work with your team to get this objective done. It's just really fun. Right. It's just really fun. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm liking at right now. Um, when I wasn't playing, um, when I wasn't playing Lego uh, Marvel Avengers, and um, <laughs> unlocking like Fin Fang Foom and you know and uh, the Devil Dinosaur. Okay. Like you doing, you know, and jumping off the helicarrier into New York as the Devil Dinosaur, which is fucking awesome. Um, it's a good time. It's a good time. And that's like uh, a 360 game? That's a, yeah, it's a 360 and, okay. and it's all platforms because it's a Lego game. Sure, sure. And like, you know, it's good for the kids because like, you know, you know, your things are made of Legos and they don't die and, sure. you know, you can jump off shit. Who cares? Um, that's a good time. And next week Madden comes out. No interest whatsoever. Um, Who's on the cover? 
Um, Gronkowski. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, they are talking about all these great features, blah, blah, blah. So eventually... Kyle Fuller ain't on the cover of Madden. The fix is in. That's oh my because God. I don't play Madden. Yeah. <laughs> also, the Bears suck. I'm just going to start declaring you, every, every I mean, year. I mean, you can print I out... a cornerback. Uh, you, I mean, you can print out a, you know, a custom cover. But Bears suck. So that may be the closest you come. Kyle Fuller being on the cover. Next topic. Next topic. Compton. Woo. Um, not speaking of Compton, but if you're in Chicago, definitely go see this shit. I think I've talked about this before. The Gordon Parks Ralph Ellison uh, exhibit at the Art Institute. You gotta you gotta go. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. You gotta do it, people. Um, it ends, I believe, the end of this month. Um, near the end of this month. Um, it's in the photography wing, which is not close to the uh, the front entrance that's on Michigan. You have to go around. Um, they have there's a north entrance on whatever street that is. Um, go through there because it's right after the entrance. Um, but there's just Ralph Elson and um, Gordon Parks worked on two projects that basically never got printed, never saw the light of day. They worked on some stuff and then the magazine folded. Okay. So it never got done. But you get to see basically they challenged each other. Like Ralph Elson said, I'm going to write some stuff, take pictures to illustrate. And then Gordon Park team says, I got some pictures, write up something for it. Okay. Like it was this good back and forth and everything. And they finally kind of kind of scraped together like the old negatives and stuff. Yeah. Um, the notes, like you see like Ralph Elson wrote notes about like what this is and you know, you see him scratching stuff out and erasing. Like, it's just, you're looking at history. All right, that's cool. You're looking at history from the aspect of two dudes who, like, I didn't know Ralph Ellison was a photographer. Okay. Ralph Ellison's business card actually didn't have, had said nothing about writer yeah. whatsoever. He said photographer. Like, okay. Like, two renaissance men doing the damn yeah. thing, doing, like, just interested in art, interested in, in Harlem, interested in doing... Uh, bringing stories out and doing it to great effect, but because of this random ass little magazine, wasn't you know no one saw it until like say they were um, looking through some of uh, uh, Ralph Ellison's old stuff mm-hmm. and found boxes of stuff like just notes and stuff, and then they got in touch with Gordon Parks' estate. Gordon Parks said, "Oh, we got some stuff too," and they put it together. Like that shit is awesome. So definitely, definitely go see that. Um, Thursdays are free. Um, the exhibit itself, the room is kind of small. Um, so if you can go any other day, go the other day. But uh, it's definitely, definitely something to go look at. Cool. Musically, what have you heard lately? Musically, I'm still on that old shit. Um, I'm actually, I have to organize, reorganize my music. Because... Oh. Um, I will tell you all, back your shit up. Back your shit up. Yeah, all right. (laughs) Back your shit up. I almost got screwed over. I had something fail on me, but I had my music collection in three other places. Okay. So what I want to do, I'm taking this opportunity to move away from iTunes because iTunes is bullshit. Sure. Um, Get all my cover art and all this good stuff like that. And get all my music back together. I have no idea why I've so many got so much goddamn Radiohead. 
deleted that shit. Deleted. 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 I think I know why you have so much Radiohead. I know the name of the person who might have gotten you to Radiohead. Okay, I had a shit. Keydrum, I'm looking at you. (laughs) I had like a gig and a half of Radiohead. Like, nope. I'm straight looking at Keydrum. And I straight pressed that shit and tossed it. Um. So done with. So I'm going back. What are you going to move to? That is an iTunes. Hmm. It's a program called Swinzian. Called what? Swinzian. Okay. S when S I A N. Okay. Um, it's a some dude is programming it, is coding it. Okay. Um, really responsive on like bug reports and like features and everything. It's basically it's lightweight. It does what iTunes used to do, way back in the day before the music store came along. Okay. And radio and apps and rest of the shit. Sometimes like, I just want something that will just let me tag my own damn. I way want to tag my shit and, and work on tags, not like. Putting comments in the comment field and treating it like it's tags, but like the way remember Music Match? Yes. Remember how useful Music Match was? Yes. Music Match was a joy. <laughs> like it was just it made my life like I could. It made it shit I easy. I like listening to music through Music Match because everything was just easy. Then iTunes came along and became the industry standard of not doing what you wanted it to do no, no, no. and also not being stable. Yeah, that too. You know, just not being stable. You know, and Swinzian does like the the flack, the Og Vorbis, like it does like the the audio filey kind of deal. Yeah. So before you couldn't even like I don't know if iTunes even fucking does that now, to tell you the truth. But iTunes will convert. It just like I don't know. I don't want to convert. Okay, and then yeah. the the fact remained that iTunes once they figured out that iTunes was replacing your music, that was a big thing about how people started people stopped. What do you mean replace it? iTunes would look at your track in an an effort to help you. They would look at a track, look at its title, look at its length, figure out what it was, and it would sub, like, oh, you don't have this at a high bit rate or whatever. Okay. I'm going to, for you, I'm going to upload a version that I have. Okay. But the thing was is that iTunes was stupid. iTunes was just taking, like, if you named... Some Sonata like Miley Cyrus, da da da. Yeah. It would download a Miley Cyrus joint, okay. and you would lose the original track because it would delete it. Oh, I see. Okay. And so what would end up happening was that people, the tested people were like, okay, I have this song which is like maybe a bootleg or a recording or whatever, whatever. I'm going to name it this, okay, and see what happens. And sure enough, Apple would replace it. Okay. And Apple will go, no, no, we're not. We're totally not doing that. And it totally was. And so okay. people were losing gigs of like, of, of, like of, unique of, music. of unique music. I had one joint. It was an Anthony Hamilton joint. Um, it was a, it was a live. It was like 17 minutes. It was coming from where I'm from, and it was a live band. It was like some show in Atlanta. Okay. So the crowd's loving it. It's all this good stuff. It's 17 minutes. It was on, I originally bought it from the iTunes store. It was like a it was a single. And I said, okay, what, you know, and all the things you turn off, like turn off match and turn off music. I've turned all that stuff off. I said, I'm going to see how this shit works. Sure enough, I'd say like, you know, hey, download some, you know, fetch album art. Okay. I had a 17 minute joint. It replaced with the four and a half minute single. (laughs) They don't sell the 17 minute joint anymore. It's not oh, in the store shit. anymore. So you just lost your so shit. So all that shit's gone. I had it backed up three other places, but yeah. I just like, I'm going to see if this works. I'm going to see if this happens. Okay. And it did. 
I said, this, nope. Nope. In terms of music, Sky Zoo got new shit. Okay. Um, um, he did, he was challenged. There's a, a Jay-Z joint, two Jay-Z joints called Friend of Foe. Um, on two albums where basically the story is that he robs some drug dealing dude who shows up in town and think he's going to take over his turf or whatever. Skazoo was challenged like do a response. So in Friend of Foe 98, which was the last one, Jay-Z kills the dude who, you know, he pops up in the hotel room and like whatever. Skazoo takes the, takes the, uh, the persona of the dude's kid. Okay. Like, oh, you killed my dad yeah, yeah. 20 years ago. Now here I am. Okay. Now I'm sticking you up. Like, it's like now we have a story. Now we have a progression. Sure. And he actually. That's hip hop. Yes. He actually ripped it. It was great. It was it's like, like no, yeah, you told my dad this, 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 shit. this. That's hip hop. So it was awesome. Like, so Skies Who Got Some New Shit, really liking that. I'm liking the fact that Chance the Rapper is doing so well yeah. with absolutely no help, really. Like he's well, the help of the internet. Help of the internet, right. Thank you, the internet, for yeah. something. Um, I'm kind of I'm amused at the Frank Ocean thing. I don't think Frank Ocean wants to release any music. He but just, He just likes being mentioned on other people's music. I guess. <laughs> but then, like, people have been waiting for the second album because they love the first. They're like, I'm... Yeah. First was good. That was cool. Okay. I could, whatever. They say, oh, Friday is the second album. People were, <gasps> and they held their breath. And if they kept on, the, on their breath, they, they would have died from asphyxiation by now. Did not happen? It didn't happen. Apple Music was like Friday midnight shit drops. Oh. Didn't drop. And usually Apple Music is really good about it. Yeah. Nothing. So people are like, where's Frank Ocean? Where's Frank, where's Frank Ocean album? So, I have never, I take that back. Very few, like, they become celebrities. Yeah, yeah. What does, like, who can put out something? Who can say, so-and-so got a new album coming out? You go, oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. And then the day comes when it's supposed to be out and it's not. And you that, are. That isn't normally a thing. Like, usually. It isn't albums, normally a thing. It's like, you, you say I'm releasing an album on Friday the 13th. The fucking Friday the 13th. Friday the 14th comes. Everybody's got your shit. Everybody's got it. But so Beyonce released it out when I'm telling anybody. <laughs> and everybody had it. Yeah. If it were nuts. Yeah. But that was, you know, that was her. That was how she figured. Maybe this. Frank Ocean thinks he's making comic books. He could be like, here's my release date. And then that shit come and go. Psych. Uh, nope. I'm sorry. Psych. So we don't, so people don't know if, so people are catching feelings now. I'm like, I oh. feel so betrayed. Just for some beats? Yeah, come well, on. it's not beats. I mean, he's singing and shit. It's not beats. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so there is. We really want to hear Frank Ocean sing? Is it really? That's kind of the thing. He ain't Jackie Wilson, motherfucker. That's, but. that's true. There's that piece of Jackie Wilson. Alright, so that's what I got. Alright. So, I, music wise, have fallen in love with some older shit that I had that is now, like, kind of calling to me again. <laughs> like,. Like Suicidal tendencies, man. Like, I don't know. Because of this thing that happened, I did a computer upgrade, which then required me to have to do some iTunes finagling and shit. <laughs> and then I don't know how it was, but suddenly iTunes found a bunch of music it wasn't really pulling up before. 
and I discovered I had like all this suicidal tendencies that I've been missing, right? And oh my lord, I'm so happy <laughs> to get this old school at possessed escape, man. Like I just yes, or like the the EP they put out that's feel like shit deja vu. Like yes, I'm I'm, I'm glad. So I got my suicidal tendencies back. Okay, so I've been with a lot of suicidal tendencies and dark tranquility, which are not suicidal tendencies, <laughs> though the, the names seem like they should tour together or something. Dark tranquility being like melodic Swedish death metal, but a couple of their older joints are just like heavy as fucking, you know, just beautifully layered, and I really like that. Like iTunes fucked me over just enough to make me go listen to some old shit again. So yeah, great. Thank you iTunes. Thank you iTunes for that. I appreciate that shit. Yeah, new stuff-wise, I don't know that there's anything new that I've... Of the newest things, it's been Lamb of God's last album, Sturm und Drang. I've been listening to a lot of it lately in the last, let's say, month or so, month and a half. And the last... The first half of whatever the last... No. The first half of two albums ago by Coheed and Cambria, who a lot of people are annoyed by because they can't stand Claudio Sanchez's voice. But I don't mind Claudio Sanchez's voice, but there's some really interesting shit on the Afterman Descension, I think was the name of that album. Um, and that's largely kind of what I've gotten into there. I've I got this hip-hop playlist that I like to kind of just wear out every so often. And then when I when something hits it just right, I just repeat that shit. So like uh, a lot of the stuff from like Undone by the Roots. Right, right, like right. a lot of when the Roots tracks come up, I'm just like hit that again. <laughs> Let's do that one more time. Because when I hear when I hear young rappers say, right. nobody cares about lyrical content anymore, and that's a quote that's from cool. some cat that I saw saying a thing. Yeah. And he said, nobody cares about lyrics. Why can't I just say yo, yo, yo over a beat? Right? Like, no. Some of us still care about lyrics. Some of us still care. Yeah. Even for shit like there was something in this playlist I got, it was a Jay-Z track. Uh, where he is apparently pissed off at Jazzo about some shit Jazzo may have said. Yeah. Oh. That freestyle was really entertaining. It really was entertaining. Yeah. yeah. You know? And this is, I think this is the way I've always felt about, like, Jay-Z's whole posse. You know, all these cats were, like, by themselves, I've never cared. But together, they've always entertained me. All right. Yes. Give me more of that shit. More, more entertainment. Even Jay-Z by himself. I'm just like, okay, I realize the dude's like, he's Jay-Z or whatever, but like, I don't care about any story Jay-Z's going to tell me. But if Jay-Z tells me, I brought six guys to this subway and they're going to rap, I'm probably going to be mad fucking entertained by the, 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 the hunger for a fucking meatball sub of these like six dudes that hang out with Jay-Z. Memphis Bleak and Freeway and some guy named Chris. You know, that dude. That dude, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Good job, young Chris. You know, tell me all about Jazzo's new album coming out and Jazzo selling out and getting his truck repoed and all that shit. It was hilarious. Nice job. I appreciated that shit. Coming across my playlist again. Entertainment. It was like it was old school hip hop. That's what old school hip hop was, right? There's not. They weren't hating on Jazzo. They thought a thing needed to be said about a thing. But I'm wondering if Jazzo like. Would come back and like stop hating if that would have had some apparently that charge has some weight. That one is a hater, that one is a hater, and thus opinion should not. Yeah, I, I think that it, it, it's probably true. Like, I mean, I don't 
I think that the worst thing you can, you might be right. Like being called a hater is someone's way of basically escaping out the back door of having to address somebody criticizing them. Yes. You you're just a hater. You're hating on me. You're just you're just disrespecting my shit because you don't you, you don't want to see me come up. Yes, you mad. Right. You don't want me to take your spot. Well, we all got to eat. Whatever the fuck. Like no, well we don't. Like in every in every industry there is, right? In every industry there is there's a standard for what being good at a thing means. And it's not entirely how much money you make. No. There are lawyers who never, make a lot of fucking money who It was suck. never that. Right. It was right? never that. Right. right. There are actors who make a lot of money. Like, I mean, fucking, what's my man? Uh, 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 Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum makes lots of money, right? But nobody's about to be like, you know what Channing Tatum needs right now? He needs, he needs a fucking David Mamet script. You know? Like, no one's likely saying that. Because they know what they're going to get. They're going to get Channing Tatum in a movie with it fucking David Mamet script, you know? I don't want to see Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross starring Channing fucking Tatum. I don't, I don't think I want that. I don't think anybody would want that. I don't think, no, I don't think anybody wants that, right? But, wants but I'm not hating on Channing Tatum. I just understand that dude is only so good an actor. You right. can be in my G.I. Joe all day long. Go be G.I. Joe or G.I. Joe's little brother or whatever the fuck. Go do that shit. Shia LaBeouf, right? Shia LaBeouf can be young Indiana Jones. I don't really care. Well, fuck that dude, but I'm saying like... Right, I get it. But, it, but Shia LaBeouf won't be... I don't. I don't really want to hear Shia LaBeouf like in some fucking like oh, you know like like if 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 Brian De Palma or like uh, uh, my man uh, Michael Mann if these cats like do some shit. I don't. Shia LaBeouf ain't the cat I want to see. I don't want to see a remake of Heat, starring Shia LaBeouf and fucking Jonah Hill. I just don't really want to see that. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. We hope. What we got? We hope. We hope. We hope. That. That's what I got. All right. Let me ask you this one shit, though. The, oh, sh- the shit right. came up. The shit came up. It's not an official question shit. All right. I know you saw it, and I think, well, it's been so long since our last joint because we were off and on. We were, like, we were trying yeah. to get some shit together. So a lot of shit has happened. So, But we had that whole shit of um, after um, uh, San Diego of trailers and shit. Yeah. And so we looked at the trailers, and people lost their shit. Or they didn't. Or they're like, oh, this is the greatest shit ever. Or they, they didn't think so. Right. Um, let's hit on them trailers and shit real quick. Like, okay. Off the trailers, what were you like? What the you Wonder like? Woman and Justice League spots that I saw, that I, I understand they weren't really trailers. They were just like footage delivered to us by the production company or whatever the hell. They did it kind of in trailer fashion, more or less, but they didn't put like the music to the shit and the... They didn't really. They didn't really edit it like they're really trying to sell it to us. They just wanted us to know here's what we've been doing so far. Very happy, very happy. And I saw Suicide Squad, and I like Suicide Squad. I feel like what what I'm getting from Warner Brothers now, I can move forward with this joint, right? Okay. Now they're they're gonna always have the haters because I believe that motherfuckers who hate Warner Brothers shit, you write that review three weeks before you can see that movie, <laughs> and ain't nobody gonna question shit that they read about it, right? But that Justice League trailer. Where, where Bruce Wayne is going to, like, you know, talk to... He's going to find Arthur Curry. Fine. I like that whole sequence, you know? I, I was a little underwhelmed by discovering that you're basically writing... It feels like you're writing The Flash to be like Quicksilver for the X-Men films. Okay. Underwhelmed there. But that spot with, with Wonder Woman... When I saw the Wonder Woman joint, the World War II, whatever the hell yeah. going on, there. All of that. All of that. You give me two hours of that... And I don't see anybody can hate on it. You know? Give me hours of these things. 
And even there's a spot right at the end of, of Suicide Squad involving Amanda Waller and Bruce Wayne. Like, if you sit to the end, just get to the end. Yeah, the end of the, the, end of the shit's very Ghostbusters-y. That was off-putting in a way. But still, right, the rest of Suicide Squad was really entertaining to me. But when you get to the end, and there's a bit where there's Bruce Wayne and there's, there's, there's Amanda Waller, they, there's an exchange between them that makes me say, yes, now I want more DC heroes on my big screen. Someone understands something. <laughs> and there wasn't a whole lot of, like, you know, fucking uh, Zach fucking what's-his-face. Zack Snyder? Yeah, there wasn't a lot of him in Suicide Squad, right? And there ain't a lot of him in the shit that I saw in these clips that I was looking at. I saw something else happening there. So those, the, that word of Zack Snyder maybe being moved off the desk a little bit. You know, hey, bro, we're going to put you in this office down the hall here. <laughs> oh, no, you know, here's your staple. Don't worry. It's everything you need, you know. <laughs> no, no, you still the director of the movie and all. Just, you don't have to get the set in mind, man. You know. Yeah, I, I think that that's the way to go, you know. I like that. <laughs> okay, okay. What about Cage? The, the Luke Cage? Yeah, the Luke Netflix Cage. Netflix I, I don't see, I mean, Netflix will fail once they fail. My only problem with any of the things I saw, like the Luke Cage trailer, the Cage trailer looked dope. Uh, fine, all right, got it. And all the episodes are named at the Gangstar songs. Okay, I'm in, right? I'm winner, I'm in. My only problem is that when I saw the Iron Fist trailer, I thought Iron Fist was played by Seth Rogen. That bugged me a little bit, you know? So outside of that, okay. they haven't, they're not failing at nothing. They even got me waiting to watch Doctor Strange, which looks like Inception with a cape, you know? I'm fine, I'm, I'm, I'll watch all them shit. <laughs> I'm gonna I watch was, the fuck out of it. I was, I was, I was hyped at Kate. Like the only, well, Wonder Woman was good. And the only things I got hyped on was, um, out of San Diego, was Wonder Woman. Everything else was kind of like, okay, cool, whatever, whatever. I saw a Cage. I saw like the little original joint where like he's going through the wall to get a pipe to hit the dude up there. But cool, I'm good with that. Yep. But then we get the longer kind of thing with like the LP track in the background and then like old dirty. And like, oh shit, this is great. And you know, we're talking to like Charles. Hey, it's Charles S. Dutton. Where's Charles S. Dutton been? <laughs> Charles, get money, Charles S. Dutton. You, you still rock to me, baby. You still rock to me. He's always gonna be rock. He's always gonna be rock. Um, and like, you know, we're we're talking about, you know, you know, you know, you know, Harlem is this, that, and the other. And like, I can imagine like all these kids, cats from New York, like, yeah. Like, folks, they, they were getting it, like, oh, this is great, this is great. And, you know, we're getting, like, only thing I could really think of, like, you go through a lot of shirts. Yes. Because you keep getting shot, and, like, the bullets are going through the shirts, and but... Well, the only way to get around it is to walk around with no shirt on. My bigger issue is I don't think Luke Cage would ever walk around listening to Old Dirty Bastards. No, because he's a respectability politics. There, there's, there's, yes! He's about respectability there's, there's, politics. See, and I, okay, next time, here's what we're going to do. Next podcast, we come in with superheroes playlists. We're gonna let's generate playlists of the superheroes. Alright? We're gonna come up with playlists of the superheroes. That's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna give you the Justice League playlist. Okay. I'm gonna give you Superman's playlist all the way I'm gonna give you like eight fucking superheroes. I might give you more than that, because I also I also believe I know what the fuck Luke Cage's playlist would be. But because I, I find it hilarious that Gangstar would title all these episodes when I don't think Luke Cage listen to Gangstar. No. He might, he might, he might like Gangstar, but he ain't. It's not on his fucking iPod. I just don't see that. You know. Uh, all right. Yeah. I'm with that. But yeah, I 
I enjoyed that shit. Um, looking forward to that. Um, that might be a show. Like I said, I have very, very few shows. You know what's on Luke Cage's playlist? If it isn't love by New Edition. I could say like Curtis Mayfield. You man, you making him go too far back. No, I mean Curtis, you know, but like, but it will morph into something. Oh, I got you. Kind of yeah, like yeah. Yeah. newish, like yeah. a sample or something. Sure. Maybe some like Guru Jasmine Taz or some that's shit. Like you, that's gonna get you genuine. No. Well, genuine's gonna be the playlist. Dude, you wait. You the one who thought genuine was the same dude as uh, D'Angelo. Jesus Christ. The same fucking guy. <laughs> Might disqualify you for a lot of people, dude. <laughs> I really did think they you were the same. You thought was the same as Angela. I keep confusing them. I, I kept confusing That's. I'm sorry. That may be inexcusable. I just kept confusing them. I kept confusing Franz Ferdinand and Modest Mouse. Same band, ain't they? You know? Sometimes. I can't call that. But. Right. <laughs> Like the shit I know, genuine is not D'Angelo. I do know that. Well, sure, factually, genuine is not D'Angelo. Not even factually, like opinionally. Like, mm. where'd you even come up with uh, those two? I, 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 yeah. I, wow. Those two. Those two I would confuse. Okay. I don't confuse them anymore. Good. I'm glad of that. Because yes. one of them puts his shirt off. Which one always talked about his pony? One dude had one, Gene had one song. That was yeah, it. that was the pony one, right? Yes, that's okay, the pony one. All right. D'Angelo had the cornrows and the, yeah. the shirt was off. Yeah, he did that. Yeah. Then he smoked His shirt was of, off more than LL. Then he smoked a lot of coke. No, because he had some body image shit going on. And we didn't hear from him for years. Damn. All right. Yeah, that was real. It's just real out there. It's real. Um, Stay away from cocaine. That's all. Yes, please say Stay away from the rock. Stay away from cocaine. Uh, all right, that's all I got. Me too. All right. Look at this. Like we're we're trying not to give y'all two hour shows anymore. Um, because while we have fun making them, <laughs> uh, don't really know if you're listening the whole time. So right. <laughs> so we're gonna do this thing. But this has been episode fourteen. Oh, stakes is high. It was the Black Nerd Pod, the Black Nerd Podcast. All right, we out. Oh, shit. Yes, so we out. And we will check y'all. Please uh, holler at us. We're at stakesishighpodcast at gmail.com. We're on the Facebooks. We got a got a page on the Facebook. So We do. We have a Facebook page, and apparently Facebook is being mad shady about like what it, how we can communicate with you and how you can communicate with us. So if you know of any way else to communicate with us, like <laughs> I am also Terry Space Goes Gant on Facebook. And, and stakes as high as out there. Feel free to just send me a message if you need to, like about a question about the podcast or a topic or some shit. You know. Yeah, because Facebook is kind of janky with the, hey, you want to reach more people? Pay us. Pay us. In fact, they they want us to pay them money just so that you can see that we posted something. So. Which is bullshit. Yeah. You know, I get you know play you know I mean your sandbox play by your rules, but your sandbox is bullshit. Your sandbox is a cat box. So there. Bam. All right. I've been Troy Hunter, at Tall Black Guy, uh, Ill Gates. I'll steal in your area. Maybe not mass hysteria, but maybe like, you know, maybe your cat has got to weird it out right now. All right. Bet. All right. I am Terry Gant, a.k.a. Doc Midnight, a.k.a. Dread October. And we are recording here live from uh, the very spacious Third Coast Comics <laughs> at 6443 North Sheridan Road, Chicago, Illinois, 60626, baby. 
And we're going to be out right now. And we will check y'all later on. Ravioli heads.